0: Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics podcast, number one hundred and seventeen. The Amateur Skeptics is a proud member of the Dumbass Media Network. I'm your host Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. Evening, and Ian. Hey everybody. And the dumbass himself.
1: Hey Brian, uh, where do babies come from? <laughs> no
0: and uh, Terry.
2: Hey everybody.
0: How's everybody doing?
2: Great, all right, tolerable. Hey. Tolerable to yourself or to others?
0: Jeez. (laughs) It depends. When's the last time you masturbated, Mac? Oh, that's unfortunate. How about you, Terry? (laughs) Terry? 27 hours. 27 hours. Yeah. And, oh, wait, and- I fi- I think I
1: figured out where babies come from according to this video. When a pizza delivery guy and the woman
3: he's delivering to love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, I think 127 hours would be more appropriate, wouldn't it?
2: For a girl or what? What do you No. Mean?
3: referencing the uh referencing the movie
2: Oh, there's a movie, Twenty Seven Hours. Oh, yeah. One hundred
3: and twenty seven hours. Sorry, I didn't that's even. That's the guy where the guy That's the one where the guy gets trapped under a. Cuts rock his
2: and, own arm off. Yeah. That's the one. Oh.
3: But yeah. there's a famous scene in there where he brings himself off because he's bored.
2: No, really. Yes. That's awesome. Well, what okay. are you going to do? You're hanging out, waiting for search and rescue. <laughs> I,
0: I think I know what I would do. Literally hanging out. Yeah. Hey, but the but he was never caught in the act. Okay. <laughs> oh, this has is, this is, had a gruesome turn.
4: <laughs> well, so, since we're talking about it...
0: Yeah, let's move on.
1: The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people. While they touch themselves,
4: to get women orgasming. Yes, we will talk about the masturbation moment. So this week, the article is "This is what the female orgasm looks like around the world." And just so everyone knows, the article we link to is definitely not safe for work. Um, basically, uh, photographers, Linda. Troller and Marianne Snyder put together a book titled Orgasms, Photographs, and Interviews, and they went around and they talked to women about what gets them off. Uh, 25 women of various backgrounds and cultures from all across the world. They show the pictures um, below, and they're quite interesting. Several of them are fairly obvious and straightforward. A few of them are a bit more like, okay. Uh, you know, the first one right here, you have a woman
0: with, is that a zucchini? It looks like a cucumber to me. Cucumber? I'm going okay. cucumber. In, in her
2: mouth. Okay. Yeah. Just for the See She's a, orally stimulating herself. Yeah. You know? I think it's, yeah. So, well, she's uh, got to
0: lube it up first.
2: <laughs>
4: then you have, you know, one that definitely looks like masturbation. Lady in a shower. Older lady just lying there. You know, it varies. One with a woman dressing. Some pine needles. Um. It's
2: a Christmas tree. Yeah. There's something I got yeah.
0: the, uh, uh, the pink panties are striking underneath that. Uh, her.
2: We have a lady
4: painting her behind.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell That's yeah. That's my favorite one. Yeah,
2: totally. That's... Rock on, sister. <laughs> but
4: the, the the idea is, you know, we get off in different ways. And this kind of explores that. Well, yeah, actually, the the actually, pictures are definitely worth looking at, you know, see the different expressions
0: and stuff within I, them. I have some literature later on that says they don't, actually.
2: You know what I think is good about looking at stuff like this, though, is also the diversity thing again, where, you know, you see the same thing over and over in porn or you have like a culturally shaped way that it's supposed to look or it's supposed to be or how you're supposed to have your body or whatever. And I like seeing diversity and it's OK to be. To have variety. I think that's awesome. I
0: I love this one, free body, free mind. Yeah.
2: I don't know how some of these women can remain standing. Like there is no fucking way (laughs) I could remain standing during orgasm.
4: Well, you look at them, they're leaning up against walls and trees and other Uh -uh. stuff. I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way.
2: (laughs) I would be a pedal on the floor.
1: This one woman. I guess some like people's reactions are stronger than others.
0: Yeah. This one um, woman looks like she's in pain. I mean, yeah. It, the one you can
4: actually see the saliva in her
2: mouth. Yeah. And
4: stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what's freaking me out about her is the necklace around her neck is pressing into her neck. That. Yeah, that,
4: I, I noticed that myself.
2: Like, <gasps> I can't even. <laughs> it just makes me all upset. Too. Maybe that's part of her kink. Uh, it's a ligature or something. I don't yeah. know, but.
0: I, oh. I, I, the eyebrow piercing too is. Uh, that doesn't wow.
2: bother me as much as the thing that looks like it's strangling her. I just can't. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: You know. I've talked to different women online with different kinks, and what I think it's all like really wonderful, Like the range of stuff that people have that will get them going.
2: Yeah, it's really cool that there's space for that. Oh, wow. The free body,
4: free mind chick um, has unshaven armpits.
2: No way. Come yeah. on, sister. Good for her. How do you know this? And like,
4: you look at the picture; you can see here under there.
0: Yeah, you can I just see. see I went through and I noticed that. But she has shaved legs.
2: Yeah, yeah, shaved legs. Looks but, like uh, maybe a shaved pubic area too, kind yeah. of. You can't; quite, she has the mask
0: but. over that. But her her pits are not shaved. It looks like they're not. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless it's her hair. Yeah, that's the I other thing. It's I think it's her looking.
2: hair from her head. Yeah, I don't think be. you can tell. do no, I think so. It's
0: hard to tell. It, really it is. is
2: well, and women—it's not like women have huge shocks. Typically, huge mm-hmm. shocks of hair sticking out of their armpits when they don't shave. With,
0: with the way her hair curls, it could easily be coming up behind sure. her and curling in there. That's what I think armpit. it is. It's yeah, her I, yeah. hair from her head.
2: Yeah, that's likely. Because if she's shaving everywhere else, it kind of doesn't make sense to have.
0: Well, that's kind of what I was wondering.
4: Yeah, maybe I think you might be right there. But it looks like she
0: has some pretty hairy pits.
2: I love her smeared lipstick too. I think that's awesome. It just looks looks great.
0: I like the hat. <laughs> so this was another one of those artistic photo shoots.
2: And it's diverse body diversity. It's yeah. cultural uh, diversity. Cultural diversity. It's racial diversity. Yeah. It's age but diversity. But at the same time
0: showing, you know, a
4: connection between them all, which is great. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they talk about it. um the photos below show are the project's results and prove that
0: women orgasms mean so much more than pleasure. But what does that mean? So much more than pleasure.
4: What more does it mean? Well, you know, the follow-up is a downright liberating.
3: Okay, all right. What's so, wrong with it just being pleasure? Yeah,
2: that's. You no, know, sure. I
1: like I like how the warning that this is not safe for work comes after the picture <laughs> at the uh, at the
0: top. <laughs> that's right. By the <laughs> way,
4: <laughs> really, that right. picture is one of the more safer for work pictures.
0: It, it's like it's like yeah. putting a dip sign after the dip. Boom! boom you just hit a dip. <laughs> yeah,
1: I suppose it's one of the safer for work pictures, but it's still not all that safe.
2: She is touching her crotch: yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is liberating if you're if you were raised in a cultural paradigm that taught that women don't orgasm or well, like if, don't
4: if you look at the first line of the article in a world where institutions still associate a female's self self-worth by her sexual suppression, yes, for the love of God so you know the 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 fact that it's celebrating the you know women being able to be sexual is liberating. you I know what though
0: some of the some of the stuff we're about to speak to. Uh, um, the, in this, in some of the other articles, it, it's speaking it directly to, to, to that point that, you know, yeah. this idea that women's sexuality is, is, is completely disconnected from intercourse and orgasm. Right. You know, that they, that they can't have that. I mean, it was a, it was a common Western mindset for, you know, for a long time. And it's still somewhat there. And it is there. And that's, 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 I think, kind of the point of these things is that, so yeah, so the, so the orgasm, it's more than just orgasms liberating. I, I, I like the idea, but it It can just be orgasm it can just it can mm. just be sheer the sheer pleasure of orgasm nothing wrong well, with that
2: just just promoting women having orgasms I think I said this before a long time ago i for about a minute I dated a Catholic kid in college he thought that all sex was rape and that the, you know when I told him that that I orgasm he didn't he didn't believe me. He thought there was something wrong with me. Well, we read that
0: article that said that all-female that all, that all female sexuality right. was rape.
2: Well, not – yeah. Well, yeah. he felt like it was the men taking advantage of no, the no, women no, okay. in the oh, okay. only okay. context was – yeah, it was yeah. similar to that article.
0: Well, the article we were reading was a woman saying it.
2: Exactly, which yeah. was – yeah, I think it was a di- slightly different
0: spin.
3: Maybe the guy yeah. you dated had a sex change.
2: No, I think he got married to a nice lady and whatever. I don't know.
3: You don't think he had a sex change and did a blog?
2: I, you know, possibly. I don't know, but I, I think that that even in my age cohort, and he was a little bit younger, um, that was still prevailed when I was in college. So these people were adults at the time. I know. Hopefully, they went on to change their minds and <laughs> expand their horizons a little bit.
1: Yeah, I've known people like that who are a little bit repressed about sexuality.
4: I think we all have met them.
2: Well, I was raised that I was raised to believe that first of all, that women were disgusting and and unpleasing to God just based as a, as a gender. And then, um, like the, nobody ever talked about women having orgasm or women masturbating because it was like the thought of it was just so, uh, like you're mentally ill kind of thing or like you're pedophile or it was so far beyond the pale to even consider that as a possibility. And if you did, there was something so fucked up and wrong with you.
0: That's unfortunate. I mean, and that, it is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of attitude is actually women where women are displeasing
1: and uh, disgusting. That yeah, I don't think. Like, then why are men so interested in them?
2: Procreation, right? Like, no, yeah, that, women, that's the
1: only thing we want. We want kids. Yeah, uh, us we, men, we're 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 all for kids. Anytime a woman brings up kids, we're like, oh my god, I've been just waiting for you to bring up the subject.
2: Well, in the culture I was raised in, yeah, totally. Um, but uh, not women. Absent of not women, like women's sexuality, I guess, was the disgusting piece. Like women generally were displeasing and lesser than and all of that. But like women's um, vulvas and vaginas and all of that, just completely disgusting. Like just so, why would you even, you know, except to make babies? So basically,
1: talk talk, talk about vaginas and vulvas
0: again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on, shall we? Okay. That. So, I, found an, uh, an article, and it's from, it's from 2010. So, it, so it is, it is an older article, but it's Sex Education, What's Wrong with It? And it, and in this article, it, it talks about how there's an increase of, um, of teenage pregnancies and STDs, which. Which
1: I believe is clearly counterfactual.
0: It, it, it is, and, and, and I found a lot of data to show that, um, it, also goes on to talk. I mean, it's also it's basically a, a blast for Planned Parenthood is what they use to to blast it. And all this, all this that they're using, all this data came from an article from another article that I found on um a Catholic website. Catholic website actually. And this first article I think is also a Catholic organization, American Life League. All and this other one is Stop, and it, and it's also well, it says American Life League, but it says Stop. So they're associated with each other. Stop International. And this one is the psychology looking at the psychoanalytic look at today's sex education.
2: This article is banana. It is.
0: And I'm trying to decide how, how to approach it. Um, it's written by Dr. Melvin Anchel. So the, the first, the first one that I, that I referenced was, was dated, uh, being, as being posted in 2010. This one has a copyright date on it of 2014. Which is interesting because Dr. Melvin uh, Anchal died in 2010.
3: Could have been published posthumously.
0: Um, I, I, I he very well could have written this. I went into look at. Um, it looks like all of this comes from. I, I think I'm not positive, but uh, he wrote a book called "What's Wrong with Sex Education." So it's pretty telling that uh, that that these the uh, the names on the articles pretty well associate with what, what it looks like this book is about. And the book.
2: Um, sorry. I, the copyright date. I wonder if that's just, um, part of the website.
0: It could be. Yeah. It doesn't actually rather say. Rather than when, the article specifically. Yeah. It doesn't say when they posted it, but, um, he wrote, this book was published in, in 1991. He would have been 72 at the time or 71 rather at the time of the publishing of this book. So this other piece, I don't know when he would have written it. I wish it was dated.
2: Well, it is. I mean uh well, okay, dated okay. in the other yeah. way. Okay, it's dated <laughs> dated I, in the outdated way. I wish
0: it would. Anachronistic um, way. Yeah. He in in the article it, it starts off it, it talks about how there's um three different phases of, of I guess of sexual development. So this we,
2: is his imagination about what happens in schools, in public schools. Yeah, he's talking about
0: ed. he's talking
3: about phases of sexual education. So and in other words, he's talking about this these no, no, as no, no, no. In, as phases of
0: indoctrination no, no, he's some, trying to link yeah.
2: it to physical development
0: well yes and no because when you read the phases the, the introduction to the phases it talks about um it talks about a series in life you know a particular time period and one of these phases the second phase is referred to throughout the world as a latency period so he's correlating this with, with something else as well
2: yeah, no, no. well not referencing. I have no primary sources for any of this bullshit. No,
0: and and either. I I don't know if the book does or not. Right? I think that I think that much of this might be coming out of his book. Out of his
2: something. But it had
1: yeah. <laughs> repeated psychoanalytic observations show that humans, unlike any other creatures. Th- uh, sexuality incurs in three phases. I'm not sure that's backed up at all. There there's it's no not, well, There's, there's no to reference to a primary
2: no, source isn't. of any kind on this.
0: No, but so it starts off one, one of the the first thing that caught me in the article is one of the essential characteristics concerning human sexuality is that sex is an intimate affair two people in love seek total privacy during their sexual intimacy. So he he has a theory right from the beginning that sexual intimacy is between two people and and by your nature, you want to do it in private
2: and he thinks it's biological he doesn't attribute any of this to cultural underpinnings or cultural strictures about no, sexuality it doesn't at seem all like it yeah
0: um, two or more people in love, the more they suffice for each other, the more okay two people in love, the more they suffice from for, for each other um, intrusion of others into their sexual life arouses. Intense feelings of shame and resentment.
2: From the larger culture. From the, <laughs> the Western shame and culture. resentment is right. not internal. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. originate. Yeah. Is
1: there any uh, any acknowledgement that uh, in biblical times it wasn't
0: uncommon for a man to have more than one wife and even concubines? Uh, the, he doesn't cover that in this
2: article. But let's not forget. <laughs> <laughs> let's he, not mess around with facts.
0: That's right. He's a doctor, damn it. Um, it is. It is only when love is lacking that people are able to share sex, physical sex with others or in groups. Uh, this, When this takes place, a regression occurs to a primal state in which love plays no part.
2: Why does love have to play a part?
0: Well, uh, I don't know. What's
3: love got
0: to, do, <laughs>
3: got to do with it? Yes. What primal state is he referring to since... We're the only animals that have this.
0: I, I apologize. He hasn't included footnotes or references of any sort. Yeah. So it, yeah, it, and it doesn't, and it just it goes on like this. Well, well I love
4: line stuff, uh, lines such as "If misguided adults, sex educators or child molesters, and linking the three of those together."
2: Right. He's linking
0: <laughs> sex educators and sex education
2: child with child yeah. molestation. Yeah.
0: Here's here's a here's another you know one. what I've I've got a
1: solution. If you want, if you don't want kids to have sex, teach them sex education, but teach it
0: wrong. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> I bet they'll still figure out how to have sex even if you did that. <laughs>
0: um monogamous intimacy, intimate love is an integral part of the sexual instinct. Uh, so, it is so
2: again, no evidence. What's no, the evidence I mean, for this? It
0: um it needs its need is prescribed by the very nature of the sex act itself.
2: Can we talk about evolution for a second?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this is an, an example of a thing that I that I see in this kind of stuff all the time. When people are, they just make bald face claims, and just on their assertion, they just want that to carry without were, anybody questioning it or asking for references of it.
4: And that's one hundred percent what this article is. Very much. So, guys, monogamous
2: pair bonding is what we do, but it's not always monogamous, and there are evolutionary antecedents to this, and all kinds of reasons that made sense, you know, in our evolutionary history. Maybe it doesn't make as much sense now.
0: But, but, guys, wait—he wrote a book. He's a doctor. He's a medical doctor. Exactly. How could how could he be wrong? I don't care about it being in a book, but it's on the internet. Logical fallacy. Exactly. I know it's true because I wrote it on the internet.
2: There you go. He's uh, yep. He's a doctor on the internet.
0: Um, for uh, for humans, for human sexual sexuality to be complete, there must be a confluence, a coming together of the affectionate and physical correspond correspondence of the sexual instinct. So he he says that the the two there there's the, the two things and they must come together for it to be complete. Damn it. Okay.
3: This is interesting. Also, he ties together teen pregnancies, venereal diseases, and suicides.
0: Yeah, he does that towards towards the end.
2: No cultural um, factors there at all, either, right? Well, I, I have some things that I would like to read from
0: and you. And
3: apparently, from- the only the only morality that sustains civilized life is Judeo-Christian morality.
2: Well, Western civilization. Ah, uh, like no, Western civ-
3: Civilized life.
2: Ah. Sorry.
3: He does not say Western civilization; he says civilized life.
0: So the first. So is, the only
3: civilization is Western civilization.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's true, isn't it? Of course, he does mention savages later, but
2: <laughs> savages is so <laughs> offensive. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god.
1: He, he uses the he actually uses the word savages. He, he does. He does. Oh, <laughs> like, <shit. laughs> so.
0: The first. Are you sure he
1: was only ninety years old? He sounds like he's from like the 1890s or
0: something. (laughs) He does sound like he's from the eighteen nineties.
3: This is a gem. Also, we must eradicate the psychological venereal diseases that threaten our civilization. Oh my!
0: You could just quote mine this thing. It's so awesome.
4: Well, see, at the beginning he talks about the nudity, but doesn't later on he say somewhere where um we're naturally.
0: Um, embarrassed about our bodies. Are you guys ever going to let me read the first phase and get to that? No,
4: no. Because <laughs> I, I remember early on he talks about um, children being exhibitionists, and he does to get he rid is. of that because that's going to mess up their whole lives if you don't teach them. Um, it's, it's in to the first phase. Have issues with nudity, but then later on, I'm trying to find it again. But later on, I remember he talks about how um, naturally we're born to be embarrassed by nudity. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. Okay. I didn't misread that. The first phase now.
2: Ian, you're
4: purely discussing the article, please. Ryan, shut up. You're getting our way of busy. I
0: know, I know. I know, I know, yeah, I know. You you're doing a fabulous job there, Ian. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, the first phase occurs at birth and lasts till about six years of life.
4: Okay, we gave him five seconds, (laughs) we can interrupt now, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, please. (laughs) <laughs>
2: God, we suck at radio. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: well, at least I won't have to edit in the dick jokes this time. The intense sexual pleasure in life is derived from the sucking that is associated with the infant's need for nourishment. The sucking stage usually comes to an end around the second year of life, at which time... The child's main sensational sens- sens- pleasure is attained through the expression of anger. And then he goes on to talk about sexual anger. This guy is, <sighs> is interchanging sexual and sensual throughout this. I mean, he, so, you know, cause the anger, he talks about the sensual pleasures and then he talks about the sexual anger. This guy is talking about, a, it seems to me he's talking about a, a newborn getting sexual pleasure from nursing.
3: That is what he. That is what the quote you read seems to indicate. Yes.
2: Well, and he's equating. Well,
0: You're
3: you saying it was based on uh, Freud's
1: theories, right? And and Freud did have the developmental stage theories about. Uh, and I believe this. He, he didn't say, it, but um, the second stage, uh, he, it was related to the anus, and that was supposed to be where anal retentiveness comes from. I think. If I, remember correctly. They
0: could be. I believe you're
3: correct on that. Well, it's only ra- it's only re- reasonable that he would reference Freud's theories since they went to college together.
0: So. <laughs> exactly,
2: since they were contemporaries. They were contemporaries.
0: <laughs> the predomination sensual impulse of the three to six year old is to see and show nudity. This stage is is exhibitionist and voyeuristic in nature, and it can be uh, readily seen. In the uh, incidents, but unmistakably sensual excitement that the three to five-year-old child exhibits when gleefully running around the room nude after a bath.
4: I remember those days with my boys.
0: Right, but how sexual was it? I mean, really.
4: It was No, it wasn't sexual at all. Or
0: sensual. <laughs> was it sensual?
4: Nope, it was just obnoxious,
0: and I and I would contend Very that, yeah, and I would contend that he's using them I interchangeably. Was, I
4: thought it was hilarious. Children well, it, should. It was funny, but
0: the, children should. The love the I, I think, think the way
1: I think the way they consider Freud theories is, is, is that it's like sexual energy, although it might not be um, exactly sexual feelings, as in you know, I want to get off uh, I, I, on this. I, I would, the yeah. kid's not thinking
0: that, of course. I think well, you're probably is, right about that.
4: This is also one of those things leaking linking any nudity at all to sexuality. And nudity in and of itself does not have to be sexual.
0: Well, Ian, children should not be encouraged to linger in these early stages of childhood sexual development.
3: And how exactly does one cause a child (laughs) to linger in that development?
0: Uh, By letting them run around nude, I guess.
3: I I think it actually has to do with the name. If you name them Diamond or Sateen or something like that, they're going to end up on a pole. (laughs) That's
0: what I'm saying. You know, Diamond's doing very well down there at the Catfish Trailer Park now that she stopped, you know, stripping on the pole.
2: I know. I kind of want a massage.
0: (laughs) Are you? Is your back hurting or your thighs? (laughs) Come on down to Diamond's Wellness Center and get rejuvenated.
2: (laughs) So shout out to atheists on here. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) If a misguided adult sex educator or child molester causes the child to linger in these early stages of arrest in future oh. and arrest in future sexual growth may occur.
4: Okay, there we go. Basically saying if you let your child run around naked, they're going to somehow be
0: screwed up sexually. Yes. Of course, so, that's you, what, that's what you, uh, child you
1: molesters you child always molesters want, to molesters want to do sport. and arrest their development in a certain stage.
0: <laughs> it's right. Get them primed.
2: And it's uh, correlating or linking sex educators with child molesters, which is complete bullshit. Yeah.
0: Yes, and that is that you know, we see that a lot: homosexuality and you know, in child yeah, molesters. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that a,
1: that's what teachers of sex education do, right? They they okay, all students, take off your clothes. All right, little Jimmy, come over here.
3: Let me fondle your penis.
4: Yeah, I don't <laughs> quite remember that with my second classes. Well, Actually, how about
3: every time so you, was you guys mention sex education in classroom? All I can think of is that scene with John Cleese from *Monty uh, <laughs> Pythons, The Meaning of Life. There's no need to go stampeding toward the clitoris. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I, I honestly believe there are people out there that think that's what sex education class is.
1: Are, are you guys saying that it was just me who got fondled in front of uh, the rest <laughs> of my class?
0: Oh, <laughs> you and Dawkins, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes during the years of three to six, there are brief intervals in which the child has inclinations to fondle its genitals. If a child is encouraged to engage in these genital acts, uh, incessant masturbation may occur right through childhood into adolescence and adulthood. That's what happens in the
1: literal sense. Their hands are always going to be down there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: If you flip the fuck out about this, then yes, they are. But if you just quietly, like, hey, buddy, go to your... That's for private. That's right. Totally cool, but in private. And uh, then it's not a big deal, but...
0: We don't touch our vulvas at the dinner table.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Go to your room or whatever you need to do, but yeah.
0: And wouldn't it be out in the garage? Your vulva? Our vulvas. (laughs) That'd be out
2: in the
3: garage, wouldn't it? With
0: the next to the Yugo? Yeah. (laughs) It should be emphasized that most important psychoanalytic finding that has been observed over and over again shows that every adult pervert is a product of premature sexual seduction in early childhood this is true i
1: would like to see references for that
2: okay. exactly that was uh, i was I yeah,
0: know i would do uh this is true whether the seduction is due to the uh due to actual acts by a child molester or by the Seductive seduction that is due to the overexposure of sexual activities in oh. sex 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 classrooms, sex classrooms for the
2: or God. pornographic is material. But he's also
3: he is also bringing something else in here. You remember the uh, Ian? You remember the seduction of the innocent law in the comic books? Yeah, I think he's throwing that in there too.
0: No, what is that? Uh, go tell me what that seduction is.
3: seduction of the innocent is. Basically, they. They put out a law. This, were, this is where the comics code came from. Through the 50s, no, through the 60s and 70s. The comics code authority.
4: It was into the um, 80s.
3: And into the 80s. Okay. But basically, there was a, there was a law that went through Congress about the seduction of the innocent, talking about what you could and could not show in children's comic books and in magazines and so on and so forth.
0: You think that's where he's going with this?
3: I think that he's referencing that too. I think he's referencing oh. that as well as other things because of his verbiage. As he doesn't
0: Here. cite any sources, uh, I, I yeah. can't say either way. Well, it, is, might,
4: it might be from one of those click tracks because there was a click track about homosexuality where they say that all homosexuals are that way because they were molested as kids. Oh, so I love pretty common story. trope. That's, that's,
2: that's a, a common trope. Point. I remember
3: that. I remember that chick track when he brought that up though.
4: So, so that might be his source. He might have read the click tracks
2: and, oh, hey, look, that's my, um, proof. Um, what exactly does he think is happening in preschool classrooms?
0: I have no idea. But that, you know, I didn't, I didn't quote any of those. Um, but yeah, well, I have no idea what he thinks is going on. There's no sex education in kindergarten. I'm going to theorize.
3: I'm going to theorize that that may be where he decided to become a doctor, because <laughs> that's where he was playing it.
0: Don't say that when I'm drinking. <laughs>
4: But uh well, I never say it. <laughs> there was a talk recently about um teaching sex education to kindergarten, kindergartners, but everyone got upset about, it, but they didn't look into the facts like, no, we're not teaching them the same sex education. We're going to teach it um, fifth graders and um, older. We're going to teach them the basic what they need about, you know, it's your body. You don't let anyone else do something to your body that makes sense. Stuff like that. Real basic stuff that honestly, it makes sense to teach a kindergartner. And but people were all upset because oh you're going to teach kindergartners sex education. We're going to teach them that it's their body and you know certain things that actually it's a good thing to make sure they know at that age. Right. It's going to be age appropriate. So, so
1: wait a minute. They're not planning to show kindergartners <laughs>
4: hardcore porn. Not that I know. You that, know that, that, the, the stuff I read on yeah, it. I was, so it was that. Porn. I was so for that. I was so for
0: that. He does make reference to to the harm of showing um two two um people or even animals having sex. To, to young children, how, how that does harm. And that's somewhere in here too, but I didn't highlight it.
2: You know, when we watch wildlife documentaries, we just call it mating. And <laughs> like, it's not it, a big deal. Wait, you mean, I
3: call it that when you watch them, or you call it that when you see it happening on.
2: Right? When we see you it know, happening. That's what uh, call the watching. That should,
3: that, should, that should probably be clarified.
0: That's an interesting point because, you know, we, and as humans, we do this. We, 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 uh, take, we look at our sex act as different from that of other animals and primates. They're, they're mating. We're have, we're making love.
2: Right. Well, we, I kind of, for, with my kids, I kind of try to frame it as all of a piece. though. So, you know, like it's biological reproduction and this is what it is and not a big deal. And
4: yeah. they're getting it
2: on.
3: Oh, and there's yeah. a lot of animals that, that masturbate or have sex for pleasure, just like we do.
0: Or have homosexual sex. Yeah. None of that stuff is covered in this paper, guys. So I don't think. Sorry, sorry.
1: Although you know what, there there is a myth out there that humans are the only animals who uh, have sex for pleasure, and and it's like, wait a minute, no, no, we aren't. What are the other animals doing it for, if not for pleasure? They're not planning. They're not family planning.
0: Dolphins (laughs) defy that (laughs) by leaps and bounds. Bonobos, yeah, and think chimpanzees too. They they they're getting the rocks off. We have
3: to take away. We had to take away B- Tango's play blanket because he was.
2: No, why did you have to take it away?
3: Because he wasn't stopping.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's going need to need to, to be. To, a,
2: he needed to be, eat. <laughs> it, there needs to be a blanket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, you may have damaged him psychologically. You realize that, right? I understand that. Okay, good. All right. I'm willing to accept that.
3: It's, 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 uh, it's a well known psychological fact that overexposure of young parrots to, uh, fleece planted, fleece printed with white and yellow daisies on black (laughs) can stunt their sexual growth in terrible ways.
0: That's good to know. Yeah. So, you know, be warned. Okay. Phase two. Uh, this phase is between, uh, six to 12. The second phase is referred to throughout the world. As the latency period. And I tried to look this up and I, I'm not sure that that's true. Uh, this period of sexual development begins around six years of age and lasts but up until the age of 14. I, I don't know. Um, once again, he may be reading comics and referring to an alternate universe. It has been shown to exist in savages as well as civilized people.
3: Okay. <sighs>
1: All right, let's do let's do a literature search for savages sexuality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, 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 you know what? I've been needing I need to know if uh latex will bond to stucco. Could you do a search for latex bondage for me?
3: Hey, dumbass, <laughs> I can already tell you what you're going to find when you come up with that. You're going to find every back issue of National Geographic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the savages and sexuality. In the 6 to 12 year old direct sexual feelings become quite Quiescent. Quiescent. Okay. Uh, Because of the dominance for the direct sexual energy of dormancy, okay, because of this dormancy of direct sexual energy, latency is a time in life when individuals normally experience the greatest tranquility so if you get rid of those sexual urges you have some tranquility i
3: think that's bullshit and i don't <laughs> think that he can back that up
2: yeah, uh, a sense of trouble
0: being tranquil that doesn't make any sense at all oh my god he's a doctor guys just accept
2: it <laughs> i have an 11 year old in this house and I, I'm, I'm trying to picture him being tw- tranquil we should point out that it's we're not anti-doctor it's just that the argument from authority we're making kind of the argument from authority <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> my daughter says that she's not going to have a boyfriend. She's not going to date until she's in college.
2: Oh, uh, that's too bad. I keep Which asking her to.
0: This? I keep asking her to put it in writing. My oldest, no, it's Nadia. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's not going to date till she's. Yeah. Do you know something I don't?
4: Not not right off the bat. Just the fact that the way she is around my son sometimes.
0: Well, they're not oh, dating. is
2: this a discussion for the podcast? Or just about <laughs> I
0: don't know. Uh, uh, do, do, what are your intentions of your son towards my daughter, Ian? Uh,
2: he's not interested in her, I'm sure
4: of that, but I, I, I have not necessarily gotten the impression that she's not interested in him. I, I get a weird feeling sometimes that – I don't think you know.
0: so. I really don't think so. Um, really? Yeah, I don't – I, but I could be wrong. You know, but they grew up, they're almost siblings. They, 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 yeah. they, they spent a lot of time together as siblings. So I would suspect that probably not. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Antares? Yeah, Quinn's into Antares. No,
4: actually he's waiting for.
0: Oh, he's this moved one on. girl, um, who can't start dating
4: tells he's 16 to turn 16.
0: Wow. What a player.
4: He's getting them next year.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Can I read a paragraph that I like from the second oh, you, phase? you
0: may, absolutely.
2: The second most important achievement resulting from the redirection of sexual energies during latency is the strengthening of mental barriers that control perverse sexual impulses. The mental barriers that control raw, instinctual sexual urges are shame, disgust, morality, aesthetics, and so on. These mental barriers are inborn and are present at birth. That's the one I was
4: looking for. Nah. Uh, except
3: right. uh, except apparently for that phase where they like to run around naked.
2: Right. right. That's the, That's what
4: I was saying earlier. It's like, wait, don't they contradict themselves in here? A
0: little bit. Hey, you know what? We forgot something for phase one that I must go back and read. Okay. This, uh, this is for Terry.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, the nymphomaniac, the act of sex is <laughs> merely a uh, compulsion, compulsory urge to, re, uh, to repeat her early seduction any man who will have sex with her is considered a suitable partner her appetite for sex is like that of an alcoholic for liquor she cannot get enough she never she is never satisfied and she gets no pleasure from it
2: so why is okay. she going back for more if she gets no pleasure <laughs> from it?
3: all right so two questions first of all isn't the term nymphomaniac uh, isn't that an outdated term by itself?
0: It's not in the DSM. It's not a, It's not an actual. Affliction. It's no yeah, longer
3: the, an actual term in the DSM. I don't know that secondly, it ever was.
0: Was it ever in the uh, DSM?
3: Secondly, do nymphomaniacs have any sort of a, a website or anything where they, they post and hang out? I'm just asking.
4: I didn't search. Now you have to understand, according to this uh, article. com According to this article, a, a girl becomes a nymphomaniac if between the ages of three and six – so he's allowed to engage in
0: genital sex play. So if she's masturbating.
4: If she's masturbating between the sex, he's basically going to become a, um, nymphomaniac. Oh yeah.
0: It says, for example, a girl led to engage in genital sex play by a child molester or instructor may grow up to be, uh, to become a nymphomaniac. And only girls. This is not something that afflicts boys, right? Yeah, boys oh, I...
2: don't have to worry about no, that no, no. at all. No, no, no. It's totally no. fine. They're sexual. I, I, I'm trying
3: to figure
0: out
4: um, from three to six. Do the parents like hire the sex instructors, or where
0: do they come from? I picture well, preschool <laughs> teachers see, but,
2: like, okay, kids, and it's really Right, fine.
0: but that stuff going that's going back to phase one. That that's zero. You know, that's probably three to six, right there. Yeah, yeah. this is
2: three to six. Yeah, yeah this is little tiny. kids. <laughs> yeah. it's just so crazy. <laughs> So outdated. Um, Um, I need a quantifiable number. Like, what's the threshold for nymphomania? Like, (laughs) I don't know. How do you even measure that?
1: (laughs) Well, here, let let me... Uh, I think if you're a woman and you enjoy sex, you're a nymphomaniac. I
0: I think that, yeah, that might be his. Well, because, you know, I mean, well, we'll get to that. Did you read the Scholastic Problems? Scholastic scholastic tests done on today's sexually educated 6 to 12-year-olds uh, indeed show that these students have accomplished less scholastically than pre sex educated students.
2: I have anecdota from my Reverend, own home please. that disputes that. Uh oh, okay. My son is uh, a high achieving GT kiddo who scores really high, and we have been very um, you know, age appropriately honest about stuff since our kids were little.
0: Well, it's your anecdote against my doctor.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is just an anecdote, but I don't think there's a connection between it's so knowing either. stuff and kids being, um, you the know, sc- the not scholastic
0: problems in today's schools cannot be corrected by spending more money for buildings, equipment, and teachers. They can only be corrected by removing sex education interference, sexual education interference, which makes students, students uneducatable.
2: You know, there's so many other factors into low test scores and kids that need help, and it's stuff like hunger and food insecurity and housing insecurity and abuse. We know that is, mean,
1: yes. No, no, low test scores due to masturbation.
2: Right. That's <laughs> not one of the top ten, I don't think.
0: A primary summary of adverse effects due to sex education interference during latency is that they may, one, Make a six to twelve year old student less edu- less educatable can block the development of compassion weaken the mental barriers controlling base sexual instincts thereby making the child vulnerable to perversions in later life okay, I got to
3: take issue with that make a six to twelve year old less educatable yes I don't believe that's possible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: When I thought he told us up thread that the instincts were for shame and repression and not and now he's <laughs> saying that
0: That's down thread actually. We haven't even gotten to that.
1: <laughs> also the idea that you're more vulnerable to perversions later in life as though, like like I said, you know, people have kinks and I think it's wonderful. It's like if you think people, you know, getting into stuff that people consider perversions that are like kinks that they're into is a bad thing, then, you
3: know, I hardly disagree with you on that.
2: With the standard disclaimers of consent and age you know, yeah. adult age and
3: all of that. Dumbass, what let me shit. ask you, do you know how many, do you have any idea how many sexual fetishes there are in the world? Uh, thousands? Uh, what's the world's population? Seven billion. Think, it's, it's, it, there you so, go. Yeah. You'll, there's your number right there. I think, everybody's think everybody got has their, a unique, uh, a unique kink. I think everybody has their own very unique thing, which is very, very specific and personal to them.
1: And, well, if if you dig deep, I suppose, but a lot of it is uh, you you can put into like different categories, flip fetish or whatever.
2: Yeah,
3: I think you could probably put it into fetish spectrums, but
2: we need to do I a mean, taxonomy. I guess
0: through yeah. everybody's sexuality is their own. Yeah. Well, the psychology in sexually indoctrinated, instinctively motivated preteen children has reached an alarming proportion. Preteen murders, pregnancies, and criminals are not infrequent. This increase in crime, violence, and sex is even more shocking when one considers that the 6- to 12-year-old who has not been sexually disturbed is normally a responsible individual and less likely to be involved in psychopathic behavior. Sociopathic? Behavior. Sociopathic. I'm sorry, sociopathic.
3: Yeah, sociopaths uh, yeah, are more friendly than psychopathic.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: That is just completely counterfactual though saying that these kinds of things are increasing when they're
0: not. We right. have, yeah, and I have put plenty of data into the do- into our document showing that that is not the case. Not by not even close. No.
3: Oh, this is interesting. Teaching youths an over-tolerance for perverts and an acceptance of the belief that orgasm, achieved by any means is beneficial, can lead young people into becoming polymorphous perverts. That is, mechanical robots capable of engaging in any kind of sex act with indifference and without guilt.
2: Is that is that statement These are the
3: characteristics of prostitutes and pimps. Why do you
2: need guilt? Hmm. Like, why do you, why can't you just pick the sex hey, Is that no so like? wrong if why you're able you...
1: to engage in any kind of sex act without, uh, that you like, guilt? I,
2: that
4: I
3: you're interested that in? Thing. If, if that's all it takes to make a sex robot, the Japanese are really <laughs> kind of behind the curve.
0: Do you know which stage that's from? Is that, is that stage three by chance? I'm looking. It is stage three. Okay. It is. Yeah. 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 Cause stage three is, is, is pretty wacko. Uh, let me see if I need to, let me look through the rest of the, see if there's.
3: For a given value of wacko, cause. Oh, yeah.
0: Here, th- th- this, this is kind of the agenda statement right here. Regarding morality, values, and standards, sex education teaching students is distrust the, um, st- sex educators teach students to distrust the values and morals of parents and the judeo-christian religion the no it, you know
3: what teaches people to distrust the values and morals of the judeo-christian religion
0: uh, uh, the
3: judeo-christian
0: religion the, yeah exactly yeah the manuals
2: I'm just can I read the last part of section two just because I just caught my eye caught this crazy sentence uh, the yeah. manuals advise sex teachers to bring homosexuals into the classroom to give students first-hand information about how homosexuals conduct themselves sexually. Students are taught that the homosexual's oral genital sex acts, his oral anal acts, and his mutual and self-masturbation are normal and beneficial.
0: Yeah, and that statement right there is what leads me to believe that this might have been updated or doctored. Because were they, were, would they have even discussed anything like that in 1991, or is he just positing that that might be the case?
2: Well, he has no idea what's happening in classrooms. And, like, why would you need to bring a – like, if you wanted to teach – Kids safe whatever uh homosexual sex just to have that information out there in the ether so that they don't hurt themselves um you don't need to bring a homosexual person in to demonstrate that do you right but like, this
0: goes back to what doc, uh what uh dumbass Klingenschmidt Schmidt was saying right you know, but I mean he he's saying the same kinds of things they you know they're Wait, they're, they're in no relation
3: to our dumbass
0: that's true i i I apologize for that i apologize this is this is the moron (laughs) from colorado springs Uh, we don't want to make that connection no but he what he is saying is you know that they're indoctrinating these people into homosexuality and they're mind raping them
2: so yeah it's you know the cognitive dissonance guys do such a good job about mocking that kind of shit and uh it's like what they always say is like so when did you decide to be a heterosexual like so do you guys want to get it on? How does that impact you at all? Like it's totally, if you're not into it, you're not into it. And if you are, you are. No big, you know.
0: Well, the fact that it might be going in, you know, in, in the room next to well, me I don't makes Some me feel know. Some of those icky. stories, uh,
1: the stories about uh, how lesbians became lesbians on the Internet that I read uh, really make the case that, <laughs> you know, it, all, it, all it takes is one, you know, camp
3: counselor <laughs> at, at a girl's
2: Sleepover camp. At an eighteen-year-old plus girls sleepover camp. Well, yeah, but I, <laughs> I, think,
3: I, uh, I think that the writings of Kevin Smith have taught us that yes. all it needs is all all a lesbian needs is just a good deep dicking to come oh, back. Oh
0: God, that's exactly where I was going. Mac, screwed up minds think alike. Yeah, chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, great movie. Well, we definitely need, we need to get through phase three here because it, there's some really crazy stuff in here. And so phase three is um, is 13 to through adolescence and early adulthood. So this is his final phase. You see, in the final phase, latency comes to an end, and the direct sexual feelings are reawakened. At 13, not till then, in the case of adolescent boys, their reawaking sexual energies are more directed at their center in the genitalia. The erotic feelings and behaviors of adolescent girls follow a much different course, because her genital structures are biologically unready and remain uh, anest is that anesthetic to sexual, yes, like to, unfeeling. Yeah, to unfeeling right? to to sexual intercourse until much later in life. Forty is um, is. Uh,
2: What's the onset of menarche exactly? I, I don't know. It's would, like 13, 13 to fifteen or something. So, again, back to the evolution. Argument okay, that I made um, earlier. Okay,
0: can I, can I claim that word menarchy? Uh,
2: uh, onset of first m- menstrual cycle.
0: No, uh, I, okay. thought,
3: I, I was sitting here trying to think, is that anarchy only practiced by men?
0: Okay,
2: and because I, I think uh, it's on set, or onset of first menses. <laughs> and because girl
0: um, femininity psychologically is not complete until late adolescence, the adolescent <laughs> female has a natural aversion to sexual intercourse. Engaging in sex acts causes her... I Unpleasing, think it's a, it's a unpleasant well, tension. It's
3: a, well, it's a well defined, at least a well defined belief that girls mature faster than boys.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is. A, it causes her unpleasant tension, and these tensions reinforce the adolescent girls' normal sexual inhibitions.
2: It's always about controlling women's sexuality. Oh, yeah. and, uh, oh yeah. those, yeah.
1: those adolescent girls—they're not interested in sex or guys at all.
2: Which is why they're not. Why their bodies are receptive and ready to make babies at thirteen to fifteen right
0: yeah a teenage girl's eroticism may be and as intense as boys but her desires are not for sexual intercourse but involve fantasies and dreams kisses and caresses and the wish to love and to be loved and sometimes thoughts of having children her sensual feelings however are not uh, inspirationally. Inseparably. inseparably entwined with her sex act, such as they are with males, so That's women can, uh, they, so they, they, they only fantasize so about
1: bullshit. pure things they never they never think about anything sexual whatsoever uh, as as adolescents it doesn't even occur to them sugar well least,
2: if, if it does, they repress it because they've been taught that it's wrong for them to think about that that it's not normal for them to think about that
0: sugar and spice and kisses sweeter than wine. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are puke producing words, aren't they? Yeah. And so this idea that, that, you know, females are so disconnected from their, from their uh, sexuality is, is, is amazing to me.
2: Well, it's like he's manufacturing, um, you know, mental illness in girls too. You know what I mean? Like all of this bullshit that's unfounded, unsourced, outdated. You know, this is.
3: Actually, I think I know his source. His book. No, his Bible. The Bible? father's knows best. <laughs> oh. The old TV show. I've
0: got a few and more. girls
3: are all named kitten or duchess
0: or something. This stuff is is, is awful, but I've got a few more things. Um, and, and it's all about you know repressing girls' sexuality, of course.
2: Yeah, there's nothing about repressing boys. And making no, no, a no, no, he doesn't. Christine he doesn't go thoughts. there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, today's sexual, sexually educated, misled teenage female who fails to abide by her natural feminine inhibitions and regular and regularly engages in sex reacts with feelings of coldness and emptiness her feminine her feminine psychological psychology fails to develop her um, feminine emotions become dry and sterile and a lifelong conflict between herself and her inter and motherhood feelings Wow. wow. It's like
2: a weird dualism. It's like mind-body dualism, but much more.
0: Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like head-genital dualism.
2: Right. I can't even describe. It's still <laughs> reeling from it. I can't even describe
0: it. I love it. Head dualism. Head. Head-genital genital dualism. dualism. I
2: love that. Nice. Mind, mind, gen- mind-genital maybe,
0: huh? Mind-genital dualism. Yeah. Yes. That's gonna be, that's our new thing. <laughs> Let's see. Do we even need to read this next part? I mean, it's it's more repressing of women. It's such bullshit.
2: It is, and it's disturbing. Well, I mean, it's,
0: it's women's sexuality that everybody needs to be really, you know...
2: to uh, control it.
0: Yeah.
1: Men's sexuality, you know, that, we we don't care about, about that so much, but women, you know, they, they got to... Uh, their sexuality has to be kept in line.
2: Yeah, cover it up and tamp it down. And yeah.
0: I, I love this other thing. Most kids have... Um, see, they're talking about let see, this is from Dr. Bloom. This is another doctor who I didn't look up. Having extremely active sexual lives by the time they are 14, teenagers have lost their feelings uh, um, of looking forward to that special someone. Most kids, having been through every kind of sexual experience, by the time they reach 16... Wow! Really? Okay,
1: most kids have have been through every kind of sexual experience by the time they're sixteen. Holy Does shit!
2: Every like, kind. Does what? he think sex ed in schools is making kids have sex? What the that's what that's exactly. About? Oh yeah,
0: that's exactly what he thinks. And what kills me about this is, but I'm you know I'm what 38, 39, something like that, and I still am trying to get through the list.
2: <laughs> and these sixteen year olds are that far ahead of me. <laughs> That's well, awesome. in
1: school, in schools these days, in sex education classes, some of them they ju- they just like, okay, it's it's free orgy class. Everybody mix it up.
0: Oh my god! Wow, I can't imagine that. That's a lot of fucking sex by the time they reach sixteen, <laughs> and they get through everything, man.
2: We need to look up. We need to look up the stats on when kids report first uh, sexual experience. I didn't
0: the, even know what the dirty Sanchez was till I was eighteen.
2: And this is total bullshit. I think we could refute this and. Two seconds of googling.
0: I, I think you're probably right. I I, I don't doubt that. For can I second. read his climax at the end? Oh, here. please go ahead. Yeah, go for it. You can you can finish. You can you can, can uh, complete I, can us. I bring this to completion? Yeah, you can complete
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy crap! Does oh, anybody want to listen to this whole all this shit? Holy shit! This is awful.
2: In a democratic society, popular demand can, if sufficiently widespread and sustained, bring our school leaders around to meet the needs of our society. There can be no compromise. Perversion and mature sexuality cannot exist side by side. side. Each destroys the other. That doesn't make any sense.
3: I think Um, I would have liked it better in a southern accent.
2: For the kids.
1: But your sexuality I mean nothing freaky now, nothing strange. Just, you know, man, woman, and just, you know, missionary position. Uh, you, don't, you don't even need to talk about it.
2: For the continued existence of human beings with consciences, we must eradicate the psychological venereal diseases that threaten our civilization. Sexual decency must be maintained, not only in the home, but in the schools to which we send our children. Idealistic? No. Inevitable for the survival of Western civilization.
3: Wow. Or maybe a Minnesota accent. (laughs) Don't you know?
2: I'm sorry. I do hillbilly God's wife, but I couldn't pull her out just then.
0: (laughs) That would have been perfect.
2: I know. Sorry. I should have prepped in advance.
0: Uh, I
2: need to warm up for that.
0: We should get Diamond to read it.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Or just get Cash to read it.
0: Get Pastor Roy. (laughs) Pastor Roy should read it. Pastor
2: Roy. I got him. Pastor Roy. (laughs)
0: Uh, anyway. All right. Well, okay. Let's 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 do this. Um, let's end with the ice bucket challenge. The dark side of that. Okay. And I I really hope I mean there's a, we put a lot of I, I'm gonna put this stuff um into the um into the documents, but we didn't. I put all the documentation to show that basically he was full of shit. But we don't need to go through all that. We've been through all that before.
2: Yeah, we have. Yeah, but yeah, he's uh,
3: full of shit. Actually, technically, the only documentation you would be able to prove that he was full of shit with would be like a endoscopy or colonoscopy. <laughs> I'm yeah, just autopsy, saying.
2: Autopsy, because he's
3: yeah. Uh, autopsy, that would. Could
2: exhume his ass and see. What Apparently, <laughs> <you> <laughs>
3: however, though, according to the profile you posted, he does still have an office location.
0: Oh, in the obituary, really?
3: Uh, no, what you posted was his, not an obituary. I, I don't believe. I posted his obituary too. Uh, let's see. The link that you put, posted, goes to vitals.com, doctors, Dr. Melvin and
0: Shell. Right, but it shows his, oh no, 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 no. Uh, there, there's an obituary on there too. Okay. Uh, let's see. Shoot, did I not get his obituary in here?
3: You did not get his obituary in here. Oh, I got the wrong thing. All you, all you did was, uh, Show us that he's a general, pro, uh, general practitioner in, uh,
0: I got the Pasadena, wrong, Sol, I got by, the wrong PAO, California. I'll find the right link. I, I was linking to his obituary. He, um, that's how I found out, you know, when, when he died. Is this you claim profile? I'm going to steal his identity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll work out for you.
2: No. Uh,
0: I should point out that all this stuff came from, you know, uh, from, a, a Christian agenda or a Catholic agenda website. All right, ice bucket challenge. Sorry. Okay.
4: So, for those who are unfamiliar with what the ice bucket challenge is, is it's a promotional thing for the disease ALS, commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And basically, what you do is you take a bucket of ice water, you pour it over your head, you make the challenge to other people you know, and it get basically the idea is it gets people aware of the disease and gets them to um, donate money to help um with the research on how to combat it. And it's been going around for a while. Uh, I know quite a few people who have done it myself. I've yet to be challenged. I don't know if I'll take up the challenge if I ever get it. But it's a fun thing. I've seen a lot of people that dislike it for various reasons. But to me, it's fun. The people are doing it willingly. It's getting the attention to the disease that it's supposed to get the attention directed towards because – it's gone from I th- was 1.5 million in one year dollars r- raised to like 95 million in one month. I, I, this article actually covers that somewhere, but so it's definitely done what's supposed to do. So in my eyes, it's a good thing, it's a positive thing, it's a fun thing. Wow. Well,
3: yeah, but you're a godless heathen.
4: <sighs> yes, true. Uh so this one good Christian lady noticed there was something odd about it.
3: Who is not a godless heathen, heathen right. I might add.
4: Her name is Selena Owens. And well the weird thing is, the first part she talks about being th- that makes it dark is that Kurt Griffin, who ha- has raised money for the ALS, dove off a building, ended up drowning. So he's talking about how dark this is and how very odd and bizarre it is, but it's like, no, it sounds like me to me. He was out partying, probably, and decided to go swimming, late at night and do something really stupid. I have no idea what that has to do with the ice bucket challenge, but she decided to link it to it somehow just because he has raised money for the ALS.
1: I was very confused by that part.
4: Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it sounds like I said nothing odd about it. late night swim. He was an idiot and wasn't thinking. It happens. Um, so, and somehow she's making a big deal about that being linked to the ice bucket challenge. Then she gets back to the ice bucket challenge itself. She's like, you know, how does this start and all this? And she actually links to a video that is hilarious to watch for all the wrong reasons. But
3: somehow... Is she positing that perhaps Corey Griffin was pushed off the building by the devil?
4: I don't know what she... I I couldn't figure out what she thought that was about. She was just trying to... Look, there's a dark death that I will associate now with the Ice Bucket Challenge, even though there's nothing to link the two, but still.
3: Well... (laughs) There is, actually. There is a strong link. There is cold water involved in both.
0: True, true. At least it wasn't dihydrogen monoxide. No,
3: so this was you like know, the but, ultimate ice bucket challenge. <laughs> but I'm thinking I, I know who's involved in this. This is a shadowy secret organization
4: called the Polar Bears. Okay. <laughs> the Polar Bear Club. Yes, we've heard of them.
0: Or could it be Satan? Uh, that's, what the,
4: that's what the stuff almost sounds like. In, in that kind of logic? Okay. First off, they go into the ice bucket challenge. Being, um
3: Could like we get baptism. Dana Carvey to read this article as yeah, a church lady. <laughs> <playing? laughs> totally.
4: Oh, that would be perfect. So, and I agree with them. There is a similarity between the ice bucket challenge and baptism, except for the fact that with with the ice bucket challenge, you're not saying you're you know being born again or anything like that. I and,
3: think they generally baptize babies with ice cold water.
4: No, it's also the ice cold water. Yeah, but, but I he,
3: would attend more baptisms if they did.
4: <laughs> I the only part I agree with is yes, there is a ritualistic nature to the ice bucket challenge. You come out, you say so and so challenged me. I challenge so and so, and then you dump a bucket of water over your head. That's the ritual. They they have that down. There is a ritual to it. Beyond that, nothing they say makes any sense at all. Is it baptism? No, it's similar to baptism in only the actual act of the water passing over the head, and that's it. But no, no, they have to make sure you know this is a baptism thing. And somehow, because Oprah, what was her actual line? This is funny. Oprah says, um in the name of ALS and the Ice Bucket Challenge. And they're like, oh. you know, that, That's like someone saying the name of Jesus. Oprah's making a prayer. It's blasphemous! <laughs> well, although, admittedly, I could see Oprah... Putting herself on that kind of a pedestal, I don't think she necessarily meant to make you know. And Somebody the, ought
1: to do the I bucket challenge in the power of by the power of skull. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Uh It goes into going over other celebrities like how Lady Gaga apparently used a large silver bowl, the type associated with pagan worshipping. Well, uh, wait, 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 wait!
0: I thought she was associated with the Illum- Illuminati. How can she be both? Because apparently, Illuminati is satanic. Oh, Did okay. you know that? Oh, I missed that memo. Um,
3: you know, at the time that I was pagan, we just kind of used whatever bowl happened to be around.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now, in the video itself, it goes way beyond that into showing that Game of Thrones is somehow linked to the, um, the Antichrist because they have Obama set in the actual throne of swords f- from the, um, okay, TV show. Uh,
2: she has well, a grand now,
3: unifying theory. No, yeah, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody ever? taken the ice bucket challenge and started off by saying winter is coming.
4: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if someone had.
0: You know what? Not I'll tell you what.
4: Very fitting. If
3: it's the, not on film, she doesn't have anything.
0: There. It could be true because, you know, when I'm watching parts of Game of Thrones, my pants get really tight.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is the Antichrist coming from your pants?
0: I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to investigate further.
4: <laughs> okay. But the video goes into some weird links. He also says that ALS sounds like ISIS. So somehow the ALS is now linked to a Muslim extremist group.
2: It is the Grand Unifying Theory. Oh my God.
4: It, see, the, the video itself, it's, it's like 40 minutes long and it that... goes on um, and on. It has all sorts of awkward pauses. I don't just...
3: know if it's a Grand Unifying Theory. It sounds more like Silly String Theory. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Scatter
2: shot
4: theory. <laughs> and, of course, the article itself finishes up, there are concerns about ALS using embryonic stem cell methods, and their organization is not very clear which re- research it will conduct and how any of it translates into advances to combat the c- or cure ALS. Like, okay. Um, I mean, embryonic stem cells is a whole nother episode, really. The, the end result is... How does... One of those things that just has gone in weird directions of people not understanding what the science actually is about it.
3: How does Jerry Lewis doing a telethon help cure muscular dystrophy? How does people collecting dimes help cure marching? Yeah, <laughs> um, marching. How does, how does riding a bicycle help cure diabetes? Well, diabetes. it, didn't, but but it's all about raising awareness.
4: Yeah. But they're all probably satanic rituals in the end. I'll, I'll, if you think about it, every single one of those is r- a ritual in and of itself. Oh, man.
3: Terry, check your drive gear on your bike to see if it's pentagram-shaped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I have a lot <laughs> the of them. <big> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the big one.
2: It is very – cycling is super re- ritualistic. Okay, related, what point there's do you, regalia and all kinds of stuff. Involved. So at what point do you praise Satan? Yeah, I don't.
4: I uh, Are you sure? You might be duped into it if, if you know if the, the ice bucket challenge is duping people into um, praising Satan, then quite likely bicycling is as well. No,
2: no, <laughs> it's totally tranquilo, man. It's just it feels so good.
4: <laughs> but th- this is one of those things where you know, let's take something that's popular, that's spreading, and turn it dark just because we want to is what it sounds like.
3: Because. Uh- it's-
2: she says, "Here's the challenge: follow Jesus." Well, why did Jesus give these people ALS?
3: Okay, now that's my question right now. What would Jesus do with an ice bucket challenge? I think he'd walk across the ice bucket. <laughs> that's my thought.
2: Give it to someone who's thirsty and doesn't have. How many people in the world don't have drinking water? Like,
4: I think
0: he uh, he's not, the whole He's dose. actually
3: not really. He's not really known for producing extra water. Oh, is he's it wine?
2: It's like a wine. wine? Wine, yeah. yeah. Sorry.
3: Would he turn would he turn the ice bucket into iced wine?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrendous.
0: <laughs> ice wine is good stuff.
2: Uh iced beer I'd take, maybe.
0: Have you had ice wines? They're very sweet, but
2: I yeah, I don't like sweet wines.
0: Yeah, well then you might not like these.
4: But yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, let's take what's popular, turn it into something evil so we can, you know, brainwash our followers into you know, following our rituals. You can't have any other rituals because all other rituals are evil.
0: Yeah, well, it's fucking clickbait. I mean, give yeah. me a break. They wrote this just because ALS is popular. And if you can make something contrary to it, it's going to get a whole bunch of fucking clicks. And you clicked it and you fell for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't actually, fall uh, for
3: it. <laughs> her first name is the name of the moon goddess. <laughs> I'm now Mac has old.
2: a grand unified theory.
0: Yeah, Mac has one too. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Excellent. All right. Anything
3: else, guys? And her last oh. name is the of name of a famous runner.
2: Can I talk about pubic lice next week? Oh,
0: um, yeah, let's do it next week. Can we do it next week? Pubic yeah, lice next the, week. I
2: just, I just wanted to get lost in the shuffle. Two
0: weeks, sorry. Let's talk to are we are, I mean, are, yeah. Let's yeah, we're totally over time. Overtime. Yeah. Let's it. say night, everybody. Good night, everybody. night. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the Amateur Skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license So Hand it to an Unsuspecting friend But please Just don't change the content Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more of Peter's music At Soundcloud.com Forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L Exit music by O-F-M Find more of their music At MySpace.com Forward slash O-F-M-H-Q Artwork For the Amateur Skeptics By Sean Smith-Ford Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture